Chapter 7 Where have you been? My dad asked me when I finally got back home later that evening. He was in the kitchen, searching the refrigerator. It kind of took me by surprise. My parents don't usually ask me a lot of questions. Mostly, they trust me. And it used to be, they could trust me. I don't think I'd lied to my parents before becoming an anamorph. Now it's like I'm lying all the time. It's a rotten feeling. Oh, um, I was just out walking, I said. Why? Did you need me for something? Oh, yes, my dad said. He was sounding way too solemn, so I knew he wasn't actually serious. That's the way he is. I guess he has a dry sense of humor. That's what Jake says, anyway. He thinks my dad is the funniest man on the planet. What is it? Just got a call from the highway patrol. They said this... This certain animal is out by the side of the highway, where it cuts through the forest. They say this certain animal seems to have a bad burn. I didn't like the way he kept saying, certain animal. We have to drive out and get it, my dad said. Then he grinned. Actually, I'll drive. You have to get it. I groaned. There was only one animal in all the world my dad was afraid of. He handled foxes and wolves and even bears, but he would not handle this certain animal. Are you telling me it's a skunk? I asked. He nodded. You have such a way with skunks, he said. They like you. Besides, I have to go meet with the board of the Dudek Cat Food Corporation tomorrow. I can't show up smelling like skunk. My mom appeared, climbing up from the basement. She was carrying a six-pack of V8 juice. This is all I could find in the pantry, she said. You see, tomato juice is one of the few things that helps get rid of skunk smell. Mom, shouldn't you be the one to help Dad with this? I... I have very important homework to do. Yeah, right, my mom said. This is pathetic. You guys are both highly trained veterinarians, I pointed out. How can you be scared of skunks? I didn't used to be, my father said darkly. Back before, before the incident. Just because one skunk sprayed you in the face, he said. Just because you had one bad experience. He sprayed me six times in about three seconds, he said. I smelled for a week. Your mother made me sleep in the barn. Except the other animals there all became agitated, so I had to set up a tent in the yard. Then we had to burn the tent, my mother added. She giggled. You do have a way with skunks, my father said. Actually, you have a way with all animals. Come on, you know skunks love you. A burned skunk by the side of a highway loves no one, I said. Ten minutes later, we were on the highway. We were driving in our new pickup truck. My father's old, beloved pickup truck had been stolen and totally destroyed. At least, that's what my dad believed. Actually, we'd sort of had to borrow it in this terrible battle. Marco had been driving, and Marco cannot drive. The truck had ended up a total wreck in a ditch. On the way, we listened to the CD player. That was the only thing my dad liked about the new truck. He was playing some old jazz or something. We reached the spot the highway patrol had told my dad about. We pulled over and put on the hazard lights. Careful. People drive like maniacs through here, he warned me as we climbed out. 
Cars were blowing past at 70 miles an hour with their high beams on. The black forest pressed in around the road on both sides. I shone a flashlight around the edge of the trees. Normally, the forest doesn't bother me, but I knew that we were actually within a quarter mile of the Yerk logging camp. It was beyond strange to be practically going back to the place where, just an hour before, I'd nearly been killed. It took us at least twenty minutes walking up and down the grassy shoulder of the road before my flashlight beam landed on a shock of black and white. Dad, here! He came trotting over and added his light to mine. Yep, he commented. I'll get the cage. Don't forget your gloves. You know skunks are a major vector for rabies. Dad, I've had the shot. No vaccine is a hundred percent, he said. I walked toward the skunk. It saw me and turned tiny, glittering black eyes on me. Don't be afraid, I said, pitching my voice high. It's okay. We're here to help you. It's going to be just fine. Here's the thing about skunks. They are the sweetest animals alive. They don't have a mean bone in their bodies. But that's because they don't have to be mean. They possess the ultimate weapon. Even so, they will always warn you. If they turn their backs on you, that's a warning. If they raise their tails with the tips down, that's a very serious warning. If they raise the tips of their tails, you are in a very bad situation. If you're dealing with a skunk who has turned buttward and raised its tail all the way, you would want to freeze. Trust me, every wild animal knows this. Dogs, unfortunately, don't understand about skunks, but bears, raccoons, wolves, and most birds of prey know that you just don't mess with that skunk tail. Maybe you think you know how bad skunk musk is because you've driven by skunk roadkill. That's nothing. Up close and personal, it's a whole different level of stench. If you imagine the most horrible smell possible, then multiply it by a thousand, you still won't be close. It's okay, sweetie, I cooed. Don't spray me. I'm your friend, so please don't spray me. I moved closer and crouched lower, making myself small. I wanted to look non-threatening. I moved very slowly, a step at a time, always cooing and baby-talking like I was going to grab a little kid armed with a shotgun. The skunk moved. I froze. The skunk settled back down. I breathed again. Please don't spray me, I said. I reached into my pocket and took out a bit of mouse meat. We keep frozen mice for the raptors we handle. Skunks also enjoy a nice mouse or grasshopper as part of their diets. Here you go. Dinner. I held the meat out for the skunk. The skunk didn't seem to be hungry, but it did accept the fact that I must be okay if I was offering dinner. I crouched beside the skunk and set my flashlight on the ground. Carefully, with my gloved hand, I reached out to touch the animal. It was shaking shivering, and at that very moment I could see why. There was a burn right across the skunk's back, a perfect semicircular burn, as if someone had simply sliced a scoop out of it. Dracon Beam, I whispered. You were there, weren't you? Poor baby. Aiming at me and Marco, the Yerks had hit this skunk instead. 
a completely innocent animal caught in the crossfire of the war between Yerks and humans. The Yerks would destroy all the forest and all its animals to get at us. Sorry, I whispered to the skunk. I lifted it slowly, carefully, up into my arms. <laughs>